episode of Anchored Together where we discuss business, exercise, parenting, life, and everything in between. I'm Megan. And I'm Trevor. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the Anchored Performance Academy. So we haven't really explained it much or advertised. advertised it. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're already, I feel like our gym is already like four years here, into here, that. Hear about us from your friends and then like yeah. the Performance Academy is even more underground. Yeah, but whatever. It's underground, yeah. It works great. Yeah, so it was actually started probably over four years ago, yep. going on like year five ish now. Which, fun fact for anybody who didn't know that. Um, so do you want to kind of explain what Anchored Performance or APA as we kind of call yeah, it? Yeah, so like what we refer to as the Performance Academy is anybody who is training for a goal in performance, not general health. So you come in, you know, do the group classes, you're, you're training to be healthier, mm-hmm. stronger, in a in an aspect of general health, though, um, the performance academy is going to be you are going to compete in a sport, so a field sport. Um, you're going to perform in a, a barbell sport, whether it's powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be, you know, uh, training for a race or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But there is a specific date or season that you need to get ready for, and that's where the performance aspect comes from because we are training you to perform for a specific task. Right. And I was actually going to say like in-season athletes, Mm out-of-season athletes. Yep. So not, I feel like you say field sports, we can even break that down further. It's just any like sport. Correct. Yep. Because I hear field sport and I'm like, oh, like soccer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Field sport, you know, you're like basketball, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Versus a platform, I guess, sport like powerlifting or weightlifting is where I was getting at with that. Gotcha. Um, The, you know, the traditional sports, your field sports... Um, team, team sports, we could call it, are going to be high school and collegiate athletes that we work mm-hmm. with. Um, for the most part, we do have a professional athlete that trains with us in his off season. And we do have some, um, we'll call them outstanding eighth graders. Um, when it comes to kids under the age of high school, I don't want to say I'm hesitant, but I, I want that child's mm, mental relationship with sports and the gym to be very positive so if, if they're gung-ho and want to come in i will welcome it um but i'm never gonna work with that child that you can tell is dreading it is being right. like made to because their parents think that's what's going to get them to the next level i want it to be the, the child initiating it right yeah that makes a lot of sense i feel like when you start backtracking the age it's it's like you just said more the parents wanting them there yep. which and by the way even in like middle school right most of your exercise should be play-based yeah it should be fun it should be like an obstacle course that forces you to use levels of fitness and things like that. So, yeah. you know, that's a whole different topic we can go on someday. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Um, so we're going to kind of break down um, how you program now for the Anchored Performance Academy because last episode we chatted a little bit about how you program for our gener- general population for the group workouts and all of that. So now we're going to kind of dive into how you program for the Performance Academy Um, And we're going to also use the Anchored Mindset again. So that reminder of what the Anchored Mindset, and if you don't know it by now, I highly... Go back two or three episodes, Yeah, go back and listen to what the Anchored Mindset is and what we've kind of developed as our pillars of of what Anchored is. Um, So it's three pillars. It's mindfulness, sustainability, and just keeping it simple. And so now we're going to kind of 
chat about how you yeah. use those principles and pillars in your programming for the performance academy. Totally. I think um, mindfulness, first off, is going to touch into the way I choose to interact with the athletes, not even the programming. Um, you have to realize, like, kids do put a lot of stress on themselves. Absolutely. Um, they get stress put on them as well. So whether it is school performance, um, friends, relationships, family relationships, um, just developmental stress, whatever it could be, yeah. um, you don't know what you're coming into, you know, from a kid where they had a conversation with a parent that pissed them off or a coach did something or they're trying to make a team they're not sure about or like confidence can be peaks and valleys mm. dramatically and um, just, you know, mindset in general with them can change day to day. So as a coach, you always need to be mindful of that. Um, you also need to be mindful of where they're coming from. So if it's like a family that has a history of using the gym, they're going to know more. But if it's not, then you right. have to really go to like the ground floor and build them up from there. Yeah. And I was going to say, I think that's definitely one of your strengths with, with this population. You really connect with them. And I think you provide the space for them to be themselves. Right. Whether that is goofy, whether that is like, you know, this trying to be like a macho kind of guy or, right. or an alpha girl. Like you let them really yep. be who they are. That's and right. I don't know that that's really a thing mm -hmm. for high school kids. That's like, fair. There's not a lot of places where they can just be themselves. Right. Especially from like with a physical aspect. Physical aspect, but like also with an adult. True. They don't... Not that they don't see you as an adult, but mm -hmm. they, they definitely see you more as a peer. Yeah. Which I think That's is kind of cool. Oh, for sure. Um, and I have witnessed some of them, like, coming to you with more, like, serious things, which I think, have, being an adult, like, who can kind of guide them in, in other areas outside of fitness. Right, yeah. And, not cool. feel like, and have them not feel like they're just going to get a lecture, but right. you actually listen to them. Yeah. So I think, like, it's just one of the coolest things that I've actually witnessed you doing yeah. with... Thank you. These young athletes. And so that whole kind of like branch of the mindset doesn't yeah. even have anything to do with the workouts. Right. And I think that's Which really cool. important because um, I'm going to hop forward one and then we'll backtrack. The, yep. the keep it simple piece of the puzzle. Um, and that is literally if you can have that mind mindfulness with the with the kids and on the other piece of it, like keep the programming simple. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be able to do a lot. And they keep it simple. Unfortunately, the like sports specific strength and conditioning world has gone crazy. Yeah. If you were trying to move exactly the same way you do in your sport in the gym, you're giving up massive amounts of strength and power that you can develop. Yeah. You will never get as strong mimicking the exact movement you do in the sport. As if you did a big, simple compound lift. And with that, you are never, ever going to do anything exactly the same. Correct. Because no matter how hard you swing a bat mm -hmm. over and over and over, that's never going to account for that bird that flies by. And then all of a sudden you're looking over at the bird. Right. Like, it's never going to account yeah. for that like one person cheering somewhere that you hear. Mm -hmm. Like You can never do something no. the same. And you gotta... So to get strong in like a squat and those compound movements. Right is truly going to be the way yeah. to get strong. Yeah, you know, like practice those foundational movement patterns, yep. your squat, your hinge, your push, your pull. Yep. Um, and let them realize that doing or getting very good at these simple tasks is going to carry over um, more to the finer motor skills. Yep. And by the way, these kids, I keep it simple here because everywhere else it's not. Absolutely. Um, they are going to go, baseball players are going to go get 
exit velocity mm-hmm. in a cage on there. Um, the, the speed they're hitting a ball with, they're going to get mm-hmm. rotational velocity on their pitches. And this is stuff that used to be specifically for professional athletes. That's now it's leaked down into mm-hmm. Little League. Which is 12 crazy. year olds. I never knew uh, exit velocity when I was. Right. I didn't know that was a right. thing. No. Right? I just knew batting average. Right. <laughs> hits, home runs, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's a really interesting thing. And then, and then the volume, the volume that kids are playing sports now is significant. And yeah. I'm not going to like use this as a soapbox to preach right. to like slow your kids down. But when you come to me, you're going to know that I account for that. Um, mm-hmm. when I program for my athletes, we will train speed and power, but you're not going to have kids come in here and hit an agility ladder for 15 minutes no. because chances are at their practice, they probably did some sort of convoluted drill right. for more than 15 minutes. So I do not need to add to that pile. That right. bucket is full. Right. Absolutely. Um, they're going to move their body weight for like one to three reps fast yeah. and with high quality. Um, they're going to move barbells from like three to five reps heavy Mm -hmm. with quality and then we're going to hit some higher rep movements just to shore up all those smaller muscles that protect you from getting hurt and that's honestly like a very simple template for athletes and you just need to know which muscle groups they need to do more of and then as they get closer to a season you focus less on having them increase their weight and focus on having them increase the speed that they move the weight and that's cool because like with athletes having them be um like long-term consistent is hard they're playing other sports they're going on vacations whatever it might be so to write like a 16-week program for a high school kid uh, you're 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 wishing for the best Mm -hmm. so i'll program like three weeks at a time yeah hopefully an athlete can be consistent for three weeks (laughs) and then we'll pivot and we'll do a different stimulus um not to mention when you're catching kids in like different ages and mm-hmm. different phases of puberty, if I were to say like every fourth week you're deloading, but your hormones are so high that you're basically on steroids, you do not need to deload and you would be, you know, really limiting yourself on mm-hmm. progress. So that's, I think one thing that, you know, like, again, keep it simple three weeks at a time. Right. And when Which you I feel like that starts to leak into the the last pillar of sustainability yes and so sustainability would be like i need to know what these kids are doing and by the way in three weeks a kid can grow three inches and it's like it's crazy no i'm like being a little bit like uh hyperbolic but you know their their body changes in a month Mm. you know whether it's like foot size growth um again they they all of a sudden start eating breakfast they put on 10 pounds in a month um they just change right Correct. Their mindset, they realize, oh my gosh, I was doing something different. Or if we're talking about like learning motor patterns for the first time, they could come in for three weeks and every rep of a squat looks different. And then finally something clicks and all of a sudden they've, you know, nailed that movement pattern and it's going to be the same every time. And now all of a sudden, oh wait, you can all of a sudden add like 20, 25, 30 pounds on a squat in one session Mm -hmm. because they're doing it right. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I don't like programming the really big block Yeah, for a lot of these kids. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Plus I think like, um, outsider view, like sustainability wise, Mm -hmm. you're hoping that these kids we're saying kids, I mean, they're high school. Right. Um, young adults, young adults. We're, We're hoping that they are doing more than one sport. 
Correct. And so the fact that they can come in here and they aren't doing such a sports specific yeah. program, For sure. it's general mm-hmm. strength and conditioning yep. with a more athletic yeah. like um, undertone. I think that makes it more sustainable For sure. season to season, sport to sport, yep. which is going to help them more in the long term. Yeah. Uh, yeah, be a better athlete. Like, right. Then there's like these like little foundational pillars you want to do. You want to make sure that they can get into a, a deep enough squat safely. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that their hamstrings are strong enough that they don't pull a muscle. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that they can, you know, decelerate um, like lateral motion so that they don't roll an ankle or twist a knee. Right. Um, you want to make sure that their back and shoulders are strong enough that nothing funky happens from whether it's impact or repetitive throwing. Um, and you know, there's like just little things. Like if you see an athlete move one way, who's to say like someone can back squat, someone can box squat, someone can use a safety bar mm-hmm. for a squat, someone can front squat. Some athletes just use, you know, single leg variations, mm-hmm. but you, you can watch how they move and then make that choice after. Um, I'm a firm believer in watch first, then change, not, mm-hmm teach them how to do it this way yeah. because then they think they have to do it that way forever because you don't. Right. That's an interesting um, mindset. So I, I like and the last thing I want to do is like cloud their like right. opinion of what it needs to look like. Right. Which I'm sure they're getting from everyone Oh, for else, sure. You know? Or TikTok or Instagram because that's where everyone <laughs> right. learns everything about Right. Exactly. Um, pivoting a little bit away from the, the um, high school athletes and I would assume like what you were calling your your field sport yeah. athletes. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Uh, just platform. platform. I, I think I joking said like the barbell athletes. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, barbell yeah, athletes. So, so how powerlifting, weightlifting? How does that differ with the performance? Sure. So when I would tell a baseball player or a soccer player, like, "Hey, kiddo," um, <laughs> it doesn't matter what your one rep max squat is to be a great soccer, basketball, volleyball, mm-hmm. baseball player. Right. We just want to do a decent amount of reps and every time do it more. And do it better. Yeah, and do it better. Yeah. Um, with a barbell sport, yep. the only way you've improved is by, so for powerlifting, you're tested in the squat, the bench, the deadlift. Mm-hmm. You need to make your squat, your bench, your deadlift, one rep max better because that's what's tested in the competition. Right. Weightlifting, it's the snatch and the clean and jerk. Um, you need to make your snatch and your clean and jerk better Mm -hmm. in a one rep max for that. So their programming is going to be all centered around increasing their specific exercise for one rep. And realistically, that's the only time that matters. So if you're an athlete that plays a field team sport, Mm -hmm. ball sport, whatever, and you're worried about the one rep max bench, squat, deadlift, like, no, just don't, <laughs> right. right? Just don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. So, and that's going to be the big thing. And so even for, if you look at, like I said, powerlifting, uh, one of the events you get tested in is the squat. Yeah. So we're going to grind that one max squat all the time. The sport of weightlifting, which when you catch a snatch, you're in a squat. Mm-hmm. When you catch a clean, you're in a squat. So mm-hmm. you have to stand up your squat on both of those. We make their squat better, but the one max is not the answer. Right. Um, that's going to be like working heavy doubles, heavy triples, um, getting better at moving specific weights faster mm-hmm. um, because it all carries over to the two things you're testing. Um, and then same thing with the weightlifting and the powerlifting, those longer blocks that you would do if you are a professional weightlifter, whatever you want to call it. I 
don't like anymore. I'm never going to program more than like three to five weeks at a time with a specific focus because again, people go on vacation, their kids get Mm -hmm. sick, you get sick. Uh, you get some overtime at work yeah. or life what, whatever. <laughs> yes, life happens. And so for someone to come in, you know, five weeks in a row and like week one, it's 70% for three reps. Week two, it's 75% for three reps. Mm-hmm. And then say they disappear for week four and five and then they come back in and week six, all right, 80, 80% and they're just not for, ready for three it. reps and they haven't done the 70 or the 75, but you're gonna like have an issue. So basically what I'll program is it'll be like week one, we hit some work. Week two, we build on that. Mm-hmm. Week three, we either deload or pivot or build one more time, depending on the person's kind of like tolerance for volume. Mm-hmm. And then we switch it up and we start some new things. Yeah. Um, it keeps it fresher. It's less boring. Yeah. And I try to remind like all my barbell sport athletes, we're hobbyists. Yeah. Um, we're doing this for fun. Yeah. So to come in and do the same thing at slightly different sets, reps, and percentages for 12 weeks is tedious. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were trying to be an Olympian, it's what you need to do. Right. But most of us are just going to do one or two local meets and have fun with it and then go drink a bunch of beers afterwards. Yeah, right. So right. have fun with it. And then I try to sneak in some things that are going to keep you a healthy human being. Mm-hmm. Because you still need to be able to like rotate your body a little bit. Right. Or, yeah. you know, if your kid runs away, sprint across a parking lot to catch them or something like that. Yeah. Um, but again, it's the same thing. It's the mindfulness of knowing your weightlifting client is a hobbyist, not an Olympian. Yeah. Um, making sure that you're not having them squat so much that they have knee tendonitis, they can't kneel on the floor to play with their kid. Um, and then again, keeping it simple. Like most of these people are beginners to advanced beginners, we'll call it. Yeah. And if you keep the program simple, they can focus on doing the movements better. If I do all these different variations and complexes and things that people love to show on the internet, you're never really actually getting good at the simple stuff. Right. So we just, you got to do that. Like, yeah. I feel like that's the, the best, like keeping it simple. It's yeah. just, everything goes back to that beginner mindset. Right. And just, the, if you don't keep it simple, it's not going to be sustainable. Correct. Which those are our two biggest pillars I feel like um what is something that you want people to know about the performance academy yeah so I think it's it's really cool in the sense that it's a open gym style workout um we have the workouts programmed on the app and then there's a three-hour window that our athletes our competitors can come in and train Mm -hmm. we have three weightlifting platforms or powerlifting platforms and we have three um, like collegiate style sports platforms. And it's basically like a hall facing each other with a turf in the middle. And so you're, we have, you know, college weightlifters with high school baseball and soccer players with 45 year old weightlifters with, um, late twenties, former collegiate athletes you know training and building each other up and helping each other out tips and advice you know also like being silly and fun and joking about things but what's really cool to see like someone in who's a junior in high school to somebody who has kids who are a junior in high school Mm -hmm. um during your workout like life lessons are taught like i remember doing that this is what happened 
-hmm. Like maybe you could do it this way in a building up way, not a breaking down way. I was going to say, it's almost like a level playing field too. Like it's like, again, it just creates this environment Mm -hmm. of like we're on the same, same team, if you will. And I think the biggest takeaway is collegiate and former collegiate athletes letting high school kids know what it's actually like to be a college athlete, Mm -hmm. the course loads you have, the, it's going to, this is like a little bit the Debbie Downer moment of the podcast, but like the lack of promise that you actually have as a college athlete, you could go to your sport and you show up there and, oh, by the way, there's five other freshmen that play your position. Mm -hmm. And you could go from being like the dude or the boss chick on your team in high school to all of a sudden, wow, every single other, like there's three other people at my position that were the same exact thing as me. Mm -hmm. And like, by the way, none of the three of us are the best players on the team. We're just the (laughs) freshmen. And it's a a hard pivot for a lot of people that never sat an inning or minute of their life to now be third or fourth off the bench. Yeah, it's a mindset Um, shift too. And you just have to wait junior year, senior year. And put in your work. Put in your work, yeah. And there's, you know, other things. It's just like your coaches switch or whatever that might be. So the fact that we have these collegiate athletes here be like sharing stories and how they lock their mindset in to be successful about it. Yeah. You know, whether it's injuries, coaching changes, school transfers, all that good stuff that you need to know as a college student. Because life happens. Yeah. And I feel like it creates a little like, little bond. For sure. For like these, like I know I, I had talked a little bit about how I feel like you are a very good sounding board for some of these kids. I mm-hmm. think like having a former like collegiate athlete is, is someone that they could reach out to if they needed right. like advice or things yeah, like that. And I just think like creating that environment and that, mm-hmm. that little sub community within yeah. the, Agreed. within our tribe is, is awesome. I think it's important too. I think definitely. I th- this is a whole nother like mindset thing, right. but I think especially for collegiate athletes, they kind of go, once they're done, it's like, well, now what? Now what? And they Correct. don't have that, what to do next because yeah. sports have been their whole life. So I right. think like them, it's good for them. They get to like yeah. be and involved mean, with these kids. And in, in that was sense. honestly like what it was for me. Right. So throwing javelin in college, there is no post collegiate right. experience unless you're going to the Olympics. Right. And so I started competing in weightlifting um, and then I found a barbell club and then I, you know, did it on my own for a really long time. I wanted to make sure like people who needed an outlet for their athleticism mm-hmm. had one. Yeah. Um, so we have like, a hammer slash football player turned weightlifter. We have a volleyball turned weightlifter, um, lacrosse, lacrosse turned weightlifter. Yep. So all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really cool to see all that happen because there's a weird gap right between college and like adult sports right, like, right you play, right, in, you play yeah. in real sports in college and then like you're that kid at an adult league who's 10 years younger than everybody and it, you don't have a fit right so it's good to like find a fit i love that that's yeah. really cool anything else you want to leave them with no with i the think APA? if anybody is interested in getting involved with a barbell sport whether it's powerlifting or weightlifting to email us, ask us in person, like what it takes. It's a time commitment, but, um, it gives you that quantifiable goal. So if you have a personality that thrives on quantifiable goals, meaning I increased my total, which is like the adding up the events you do, then you know, the work you did 
paid off. Right. Like a runner. Right. I, last time I ran this 5K, it was this time. Yep. This time it was two minutes faster. Woohoo. Yep. All my hard work paid off. Yeah. Last time I did a competition, I picked up this much weight. This time I'm picking up this much. Woohoo. Yeah. It paid off. Absolutely. Um, and I think like the other cool thing that happens with the high school kids now, because I did talk about like that exit velocity that didn't wasn't a thing when I was in school. You know, they can spend a winter and then go and be like, uh, coach, that's my high school boy voice. Coach, my, <laughs> my velo went up by whatever metric it is, but they haven't done anything for baseball right. or all winter. And all of a sudden now they're cranking the ball. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like you said, if, you, if you're interested in either the, the field sport yep, training for sure. side or the barbell side, you can shoot us an email at info at trained AF, T-R-A-I-N-E-D-A-F.com. And, you know, just, or just shoot us a message of love. We like those too. Yes, we do. (laughs) So thank you for listening again to today's episode. As always, if you want to reach out to us by email, I already said that. But if you want, you can search us on Instagram um, at Anchored Fitness or Anchored Together Podcast. And please, if you like this episode, share it with your friends, family, you know, some youth athletes that might want to listen to it. Whoever you might think would like it. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, all those things so you never miss an episode. And until next time, be someone's anchor tribe.